welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this show, we're going to be talking about Luke Guru from Big Finish. Uh, I hope I pronounced that right, Paul. I've got absolutely no idea. Apparently, it's the French for werewolf anyway. So I've probably done it a vast disservice, if I'm perfectly honest. So, so we're off to a good start after being away for a while. Um, so, but before we go any further, uh, there is no news really at, at all, is there, Paul? There's absolutely um, absolutely nothing. Um, and as no. we recalled on, was it Tuesday the 4th of October? Uh, well, there's still no news of when the power of the Doctor is going to be on telly. No, um, no. You know, I, yeah. The minute, minute when we knew it was October, I immediately booked a holiday, and it may be that I yes, yes. It, 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 true to form, Paul was booked a holiday. Um, when we, when we, <laughs> every time Doctor Who airs, Paul books a holiday, and well, we're going on the basis that Doctor Who, as has been rumoured, it's going to be on Sunday the sixteenth of October. But as we recalled, there's been still no a little over, you know. We're under two weeks away now from, from yeah. that, that, that potential air date, and we've seen nothing. Absolutely so nothing. I can't, I can't believe that it's going to be that that weekend. No. I, I've got a funny feeling it's going to be pushed back um, another week, potentially. Uh, but who knows? I mean, really, who knows? It, it's absolute silence from the BBC on this. And there's, to be honest, they appear to have... Not even ramping up the centenary celebrations full stop. No. It's the whole thing's really bizarre. It's it's um you get the occasion I mean a few weeks ago there were more trails for the for the BBC's hundredth centenary um than than what we're getting out and uh, you know, the BBC is a hundred years old on the eighteenth of October. Um but that's that's the date that the BBC was officially formed one hundred years ago. Um, so, yeah. so to, to kick off the celebrations on the Sunday because I don't know what it's like the rest of the world, but at the beginning of the week is the Sunday in the UK. Um, and well, I think it depends what calendar you look at, but it's it's the Sunday, and it would make sense for to kick things off with Doctor Who. I would have thought. Yeah, I mean, unless everything has been put back by uh, recent royal events, and they've. You know their schedules have been completely knocked. Yeah, because they lost a week of week of programming. Television, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which presumably, is you know you've got a basically if you've got a three part series that's on it every week or whatever, you've got to continue with that when it starts. Mm. You know, you're just you're going to end up being a week later no matter what you do. So yeah, yeah. Hmm. I don't know yeah. whether that has changed things, but. Well, like it's, say, it's, yeah. it's it's just it's, it's just weird. Odd. It's just weird, isn't it? There's been no mention of any. I mean, any. I'm you know I'm not just talking about Doctor Who. I mean, obviously that's that's the focus, um, the focus for us. But there's been no mention of any other centenary programming at all. No, no. I mean, to, well, to be honest, my um, interest in programs probably. I'm not necessarily keeping an eye out to see whether there's a. Centenary version of Blankety Blank or not? No, but, no, or a centenary special of uh, Strictly Come Dancing. Uh, but yeah. I mean, I mean, this episode is going out um, on what's it? Sunday the ninth, and yes. it it could be that after Strictly's aired on, on Sunday night, maybe maybe even Saturday the eighth, 
uh, that they have released a trailer uh, for Doctor Who. So as, as we're recording, you know, well in advance of, of our this podcast air date, um, we, we could be sort of talking absolute rubbish. There, there could have already been um, a, a trailer out by the time this podcast is released. But yes. you know that 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 that's the, that's the nature of the beast with this. We record in advance. We don't record on the day uh, anymore. So, yeah, it's um, I just I just find the whole thing bizarre, really. Yeah, and I, I'm, I, I'm not I'm not just from a Doctor Who point of view. I mean, the whole the way you know the BBC just treating the you know their their own celebrations. It's just weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's one thing. I mean, you know, fair enough that things could you know you'd normally say that you know. When Doctor Who goes out isn't necessarily tied to anything uh, time-wise, but actually they've mm. been—they have been saying this is the, the BBC centenary episode. Yeah. So. Which you've heard yeah, nothing for not, about. For it not yeah. to for it not to be near the centenary is rather. Or rather, rather yeah. That you've, you've then held it back this long to show it. Yeah, I mean, admitted, you know, admittedly, the production team. For, for Doctor Who's as or, the, or that particular production team from Jodie Whittaker's era have, have now disbanded. They've gone their separate ways. Uh, you know, it's they, they're no longer under, under contract to promote Doctor Who's. That's that's why you know, and all the the, the branding department associated with that with that team has, has, has gone as well. So it's it's all you know. There's there's no one there to actually promote this anymore. No, um, yeah, but this but like I say this episode. Therefore, we know has been in the can for some while that we should have a multitude of trailers coming up. I know, and and now it's the it's we the BBC itself. Of, yeah, we... It's their responsibility to do this now. And as I say, it's not yeah. just for Doctor Who; it's for all their centenary programming. And there's been nothing. No, it's just very it's almost very... as if it has been forgotten, hasn't it? In the it has really in, yeah in the the actual having to have the the necessary well, necessary break for. Um, reflection after the Queen's death. It's yeah. sort of yeah. They just haven't really got started again. No, no. There's always that they're in sort of some sort of limbo at the moment. It's uh, yeah. yeah. It's very 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 peculiar. But uh, yes, I mean yeah. That, that you know that that's all we've really got to discuss. Really is we're, we're just sort of it's not news. It's sort of like well we're, just, we're sitting in a little bit of sort of puzzlement really, aren't we? Yes. yes. That's, that's probably the best way to describe it. We're just really puzzled. I'm, you know, you know, we're not the only ones. You know, there's loads of people out there that are puzzled by the BBC's attitude to um, scheduling and announcements. But mind you, though, it's been like that for years, though, hasn't it? They've always been, you know, when Doctor Who's due back, you know, a new series is due to start. You don't hear anything to literally a few days beforehand, um, and yeah. they're and you know, but this is tied in with their own celebrations, which is. It just it just doubles my puzzlement to be to be perfectly yeah. frank. It really does. It really does. But uh, anyway, um, so we're not going to do the usual news sting um, because well, it wasn't the news. It, it was just a little, um, you know, Paul and I just scratching our heads for for a few minutes there. So um, so we're just going to get straight into it, really. So we're going to talk about Luke Luke's Guru now. Um, so let's have a listen to the trailer. Stuber Peter. On this 28th day of October, in the year of our Lord God, 1589, I do condemn you to public execution for sorcery and the lewd villainies and diverse murders which you have committed in shape of a great wolf. Who's that? 
Those eyes, black and gold. Who are you? There it goes. Oh, my arm. What was it? I didn't see it. It was so fast. A huge wolf. A wolf? Yes, a massive grey animal bounding after the monorail. Doctor, we can't stay here. No, we have to warn them. Back to the TARDIS, quickly. There's more than one way to catch a train. <laughs> never absolve me. I can never rest. Never. I stalk the earth for eternity. Okay, so this particular story was released in 2001, or May 2001 to be uh, to be exact. So um, it's been out for, oh my God, Paul, 21 years now. <laughs> That's frightening. So um, obviously there will be spoilers as we as we discuss this story. So uh, Paul, I I think it's your turn to go first, isn't it this time? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, so what did you think of this story? Um, I slightly approached this with trepidation because I'm not quite sure. It wasn't necessarily a story that I thought, "Oh, I must listen to that." But I actually have to say, for the majority of it, I actually quite enjoyed it. Yeah, oh, good, good. Because I, I, I sort of chose this one, didn't I? It was um, yes, and it was kind of a, a sort of a last minute. Selection because we thought, well, it's a long time since since we recalled it, and I thought let's try and get in one podcast before the centenary special, whenever yeah. the hell that is. <laughs> we, um, we, we might have another year's worth. <laughs> <laughs> and another reason as well, um, which you you picked up on, Paul, because I said, oh, this one's a werewolf story. I said, oh, Halloween. I know we're well in advance yeah, of Halloween, yeah. yeah, but you know we're not going to be, you know, doing a, a podcast special for Halloween, so it it, no. it, it, it kind of works, and anyway, it kind of works. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's not a. This one's written by Mark Platt, who wrote um, Ghostlight, which is held in very high regard by by Doc Two fans. It's a story that's always puzzled me. Ghostlight, yeah. I've never I've never understood the fascination with it, so I was a little bit well. Is this going to be similar? Um, but then again, Mark Platt also wrote Spare Parts, which I absolutely adore. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I was a little bit, um, as you say, sort of slight trepidation, but probably for, for different reasons, I think, uh, to be honest. But it's not the usual take on the werewolf legend, is it? No. I mean, that's probably what I enjoyed. Mm. Yeah, it brings something different to the table, doesn't it? It was, yeah, it was basically, yeah, a, a story of of a race that had lived on Earth for years. Yeah, and, and, and very than much necessarily sort of... just a monster person yeah. that changes into a werewolf and is the monster of the week. Yeah, it's almost sort of like the, the, the werewolves in this are sort of tied, well, they are literally sort of tied to the Earth. Sort of, it's a very ancient, yeah. an ancient race, Um which I mean, this story is is set in Brazil. So what the 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 the, the timeline for this story is that um, the Amazon rainforest has, has gone. It's just a desert now as well. So there's this whole thing about mankind sort of ruining the earth, and you've got these these this ancient race tied to the earth as well. Um, yeah, you do, you do. Yeah, it does sort of actually. There is a question here of who who are the bad guys, isn't it? Really? Well, yeah, exactly. In terms of you know, they're 
their hatred of uh, humans is is fairly um, justified. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't. I think we can really, really dispute that. Really, can you? Um, no. I, I think. I think the only thing, sort of, the werewolves in in here, it's. How can I put it? It's almost sort of, sort of aristocratic. It's almost sort of like they've taken the a typical sort of vampire trope. You know, yeah. do you know what I mean? Any any film where you've got like a, a group of vampires, they're always they're always sort of very aristocratic, and they sort of turn that in on its head. Really, with sort of made the werewolves in this story very aristocratic. Um, but then I suppose there's, different. A, there's a sense of of yeah, they're equally supposed to have been long lived. Hmm. So, um, I did see some talking about vampires. I did see someone quoting something saying about people saying about why why a vampire in films and that why a vampire is all rich. And someone say if you've lived for that long and you haven't made any money, then you might as well just walk into the sun. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Well, the other thing I liked about this as well was um, when the, the, you know the, the the villain of the piece uh, was it um, was it Peter Stuber. Yeah. Um, sort of this this ancient uh, this ancient werewolf. Obviously, they sort of tried to that they, they sort of tied this story into like you know the state of the planet um, as, as well. Even back as far as back as two thousand and one, they were saying like, you, know, you know the death of the rainforest. Uh, but also this Stuber he'd eaten um, Grand Duchess Anastasia. It was, yeah. it, was it was the member of the of the Tsar of sort of. Uh, the Russian Tsar's family who wasn't accounted for after the, the revolution. Yeah. And also you also at Lord Lucan as well. So So I, I like the fact they sort of tied that tied it into it. Um in sort of sort of bits of history. To just just sort of to to account for their uh their sort of why they went missing that was never never explained. Yeah. Which I which I thought was and quite yeah, quite, and, quite and good. To, yeah, again highlight the long life. Yeah. Precisely. So um, and also when you had the other sort of the other werewolves in here as well, you get the um, Ileana de Santos, I and mean, again she was lived for a, a long life um, as well. So it's, I think it really worked actually. Yeah, no, I think it did. I think the whole, um, as you say, that their the attitude they weren't just these wild, uh, wolves, you know, werewolves. There was, yeah, that whole... They basically could change when they wanted to. Yeah. It wasn't just tied to the moon and... I also like the fact that they were... They couldn't be seen either, even though they were standing in in plain view. It was was something to do basically as much as they could control minds, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, So it wasn't that they was invisible. They could just basically... Make make you you think they weren't there. Not be able to see them. Yeah. Yeah. I I really liked that. I thought that that was an interesting, interesting thing to do, and and how they could sort of move around humanity for for that for that you know for all those centuries without being spotted. Yeah. Um, which I thought was it was interesting. I thought the other interesting thing as well was when they sort of brought out the the animal in someone. It wasn't through you know the usual thing you know the curse of the werewolf the you know the bite. Or anything. It was all done from from like again through mind control, wasn't it? Yeah, is bringing out that primitive side to people, but it, it wasn't um, just restricted to humans. It was also applicable to the Doctor and Turlo as well, which was which yeah. was interesting. 
No, I keep saying interesting a lot. I've said a lot this podcast. Yeah. Really, actually interesting. But it was, it was. I, I like, I like the the spin on on the whole werewolf thing. Yeah, there, like I say, it wasn't just a, a standard the the hunter and hunted, uh, on whichever way you wanted to to put that. Mm. It was, yeah, it was more really the the whole their um, hierarchy and 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 humans are really just uh, an afterthought. Of basically cattle, yeah. So I mean, I mean, I mean, actually, I mean that that bit is that's a fairly sort of standard werewolf or yeah. more, more vampire trope, really. Humans are cattle. Um, that that's I think it's probably the only thing I sort of roll my eyes at because if it got they've gone so so far with sort of like differentiating these werewolves to the usual um, werewolf story. But then they had the, 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 that familiar trope of all humans are cattle, and I thought there's only better. Thought, oh, that that sort of for me, they're just sort of sort of the only sort of cross against it, really. The only sort of thing that sort of let let it down somewhat, because yeah. that's that's I say that's a fairly standard horror trope. But but on the whole, though, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I I, I say that that's the only that's my only sort of niggle about it. I'm still not sure whether I quite like the ending to it and how it's resolved. Um, um yeah whole, I, you know has she got a basically there's a whole tribe and forest in her head that that's obviously yeah you know, we have said spoilers before so if you got to yeah, this yeah. point um yeah um the fact that yeah he's defeated by i mean the idea of actually taking him away from the earth was quite good that's what i mean so i like sort of like he, he sort of the doctor severed the connection yeah he severed Peter Schubert's um, connection to, to to Earth, so he, then he began to age. Yeah, and, and, and they also had so, the um, the fact that they their cars could fly, but they wouldn't go more than a foot or so off the ground because they had to have that connection. Was I thought that was quite an interest. I thought that was quite a lot. Quite like that. Yeah. So then that made the actual that end bit that bit of it really good. Mm. Other than I just don't quite know. How yeah, I, I feel I, about. I, that. Do you know? I, I was I was going to ask you about the the Rosa Cayman uh, character, who's sort of like she's the how can I, the, like the, she's the werewolf hunter of this story. Yes. Yeah, you've always got a, you know these things. Always got a werewolf hunter. I was entirely certain. You see, you see, like the, you know this mines forest thing, and she was yeah. talking to a to a grandfather uh, on this watch that didn't seem to mean anything. Uh, come the end, actually. Um, I, I was a little bit sort of. I, may, I mean, I must, I must admit, I listened to this, you know, the, you know, the once. But I was a little bit sort of confused about how she, how she sort of came about. Why she had the mind forest? Was it just more like another trope with with mind control, kind of like, like the werewolves in this story? The- yeah, but 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 the fact that she could, you know, I could almost sort of even think that there's a sense that. She carries the memories around, and it's that that's alive in her head. But yeah, then but then to actually have Peter Stuber then enter her head, yeah, and st- and continue living his life there away from his body, just yeah, I can't quite that just sort of mm, yeah, I'm not mm. sure about yeah. that. Right? Yeah, I don't know. It may be it may be something that the more I think about it, and the more if I listen to it again, that I actually okay with yeah I just couldn't quite it just seemed 
I don't know, a bit of a, a bit of a soft ending. Yeah, I, so this, uh, but this I'm is, not quite sure how else you end it. To be honest, no, it would have been I, I a think, more satisfying ending. I know. I think this is why I come back to why I was a bit nervous about the fact that Mark Platt wrote this because I know how confusing what well, is to me anyway. Um, Ghostlight is. Yeah. When he's trying to do something a bit more ethereal, and he's yeah. he's kind of doing the same thing here as well. So I, I get the werewolf aspects of it, but the the Rosa Cayman. As with the mind for us, I didn't get at all. It just seemed to like there was something missing. Yeah. Again, to to, to fully there was, there was no to fully real explain explanation it. as to why. Yeah. As you, yeah. You're just saying yeah. And that's yeah. That was the thing. Yeah. And also yeah, as you say, it starts off, and she's you don't know ever whether she's actually recording her just recording her faults for her grandfather who she's just buried. Yeah. It seems. Or I actually didn't even know whether she'd buried him in a capsule and she was actually talking to him in the capsule, although he was dead, you know? Yeah. That's what I, I was trying to work out with Just that. Just trying to work it out, yeah, exactly. But no, but she was then talk- the whole yeah. shit then so that which which I could sort of get, you know, that she's still that tied to him and whatever. Mm. So then the whole then thing that the people of her tribe are all in her head, then why is she then having to communicate with her grandfather in that with this, way? That, that this, was the with this confusing... watch thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was the thing that actually confused me. That suddenly We suddenly had this great big leap from her basically just talking to her grandfather to suddenly she has masses of people in her head yeah. and whatever and can take external people into her faults and let them live out their lives. Yeah, I didn't quite yeah. Yeah, yeah that that didn't sort work, of did uh, it? as you say, that was that was the sort of the a big leap that sort of felt like it came from nowhere right at the end. Yeah. Yeah, which wasn't too uh wasn't yeah that that bit just sort of left me left me cold unfortunately. Um I'd have sort of I think accepted it more had she been talking to her grandfather in her head rather than through yeah, it just all seemed a bit. Yeah, the thing is know. though, the the way the story ended with the Doctor basically disconnecting Peter Stuber from from Earth. Yeah, that probably would have been enough to end it. You didn't yeah. really. I, I felt that the, the Rosa, the Rosa Cayman character was a character too far. With, that she wasn't really required for to to finish the story. It was to give it a really almost everybody lives ending, wasn't it? Kind of, yeah. And I'm not quite sure that it really deserved that. No, because um, I think the, the, the Stuba character was ancient and he was just now dying a natural death. Yeah. Because he wasn't blown up, he wasn't poisoned, stabbed, shot, you know, yeah. whatever. It was just, it was, it was almost like a, 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 a humane way of, of putting the werewolf down, just letting him die of old age. It was, it was basically what this ending was was not wanting the doctor to kill which is fine actually i've i've got i've got nothing um, i've got nothing yeah. against that um but we'll, 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 uh, it, so we'll, but we we'll, we'll come on to the doctor because i i thought this was um uh how about a, a typical fifth doctor story because he the fifth doctors um always just seem to get caught up in events rather than actually really yeah. sort of directing anything he just sort of gets swept along with everything and it, and it was kind of that kind of story again which 
um, fitted Peter Davison's doctor. Um, yeah. Immediately at the end, he knew he knew what to do and, and everything. But um, even to the point of view, this was almost sort of like, um, uh, well, almost like a love story for the doctor. Yeah, and, and I quite like some of the little jokes in there. Mm. That where Turlow was teasing him. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I mean, even I think even sort of like Turlow, I think was meant to be uh, like the Rosa Cohen character was meant to be Turlow's romantic interest to a certain degree. Yeah. I mean, actually, what as we're now talking about, Dutta, one of the things I wasn't looking forward to on this was because I wasn't quite sure how I was going to enjoy the Doctor and Turlow as a <coughs> travelling. Oh right. Okay. Okay. Companions. I just thought, yeah, because I'm not Turlow can be a bit. Uh, I don't know with me <laughs> in terms of the character. I found yeah can be a bit annoying to a certain extent. Well, I, yeah, but I think I actually. I was going to say once they stopped the whole Black Guardian thing with Turlow, I think he possibly became a bit more of a, a less interesting character. Mm. And he didn't have like Tegan to to spark off either, or or or, um, or Nissa. So I understand because we only had like one story, which was Planet of Fire, with with just the Doctor and Turlo, didn't we? Yeah. So, we we yeah we never we never really got a, like a, a, a televised Doctor and Turlo relationship really for of any particular length of time. Yeah, I know. I know they've expanded it on on the big finish, and this is the and as everybody knows, listen to this podcast. I mean. I'm playing some serious catch-up. We both are playing some serious catch-up with, with Big yeah. Finish. This is my first Doctor and, or Fifth Doctor and Turlow story. Yeah. Um, but I thought, so, but, I but thought actually, they worked I, really yeah, I, well. I thought it was all I right, did. actually. I did. That's actually what I was going to say. I think, yeah. actually, they're um, together. There is enough mm. um, respect for each other. Yeah. Which sometimes was missing from the TV uh, stories. Yeah. And yeah, the gentle uh, uh, having a go at each other to a certain extent was, mm. I think, worked really well. Yeah. And you did feel that there was actually a friendship there now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, I, th- I thought um, it, was, it was really good, actually. Um, as you say, that you know, it's... Um, and they both got to do things on their own as well, um, which, which, which was a, a typical... Yeah, the companion has to be split out from the Doctor. And uh, I think it was a four-part story. It worked really well. I, d- I didn't feel it, it, it dragged at all. Even when sort of the, you know, the no. Doctor was off doing his own thing until I was doing his own thing. Um, it, it didn't drag at all. And I was actually sort of quite looking forward to getting to the next episode. I want to see how this, that, how this is going to play I, out. I was just about to say that because I tried to listen to this as an episode at a time. Yeah. And I did find myself... Looking forward to the point where I could listen to the next bit, which I think, in any sense of me rating stories, has got to be a good thing. <laughs> well, so there was a couple of good cliffhangers in there as well, wasn't there? Yeah. As well, but, no, so... yeah, but just, 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 I was, yeah. You, you, you actually got involved in the story and wanted to know how it was going to play out and how it yeah. was going to end, which perhaps actually then ultimately probably heightened the feeling of slight disappointment in the the actual ending because I had invested quite a lot of goodwill in the story. <laughs> 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 if you like, for, for want of a better phrase. Um, 
but yeah, so it, it, there was it probably it probably never was going to be able to to come to a, a a satisfying conclusion because actually I had enjoyed it uh, too much in the, in the first three episodes. Yeah, yeah. If that's not yeah, no, no, I, I, praise. Yeah, it does sound a bit like that, doesn't it? It does sound a bit like that. Um, it was. It wasn't bad in the fourth episode. It was just too good in the first three. Oh, exactly, exactly. No, that's that's a good point. But we're well recovered, Paul. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought the um, I thought, and also the rest of the cast are really good as well. Actually, um, as I say, we we, we talked about Peter Stuber, which I was surprised to to learn was actually played by Nicky Henson. Yeah, I've, um, I've only actually just looked at the the cast before we was about to record and... yeah um which I, I again i, I mean to, i think for people of our age paul he was the, the the guy who was trying to hide the girl in his room in 40 towers yeah you know um and really i just don't really know him from doing sort of i'll say comedic roles really yeah. but then again i sort of then they were think he's, he was in things like the Witchfinder general with Vincent Price in the in the late sixties, um, I think he was he was in another. Um, oh, I can't remember the name of it now. Actually, there was another British horror film, but in the, the early seventies, he, he played um, this. Uh, he was a member of this biker gang who resurrected themselves from the dead. Um, it, yeah, again, it, it, so you know, he has done a, a few sort of horror themed um, things actually. Yeah. So, but just I just didn't recognise his voice at all. No, I have to say I was a bit slightly the roars didn't quite. I don't think. No, because they, they they no because it was obviously it was the same with all of them really wasn't it? And all yeah. the actors who were playing werewolves did their own werewolf growls and roars, and it was sort of treated um, sort by by sort of audio effects. But yeah, that didn't quite pull off, did it? No. No, the whole. I mean, yeah, because it actually sounded a lot more sinister when he was just talking than. Yeah, rather than the, doing werewolf actual, noises. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, this is sort of fairly sort of early days of Big Finish, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, so I mean, even the sort of like the the theme music is the, is the classic sort of Delia Derbyshire rendition of Doctor Who, rather than sort of Peter Davison's. Uh, was it was it Peter Howe rendition of, of Doctor Who? theme tune yeah. so it's um yeah so it's, it's very very early days for for, for for big finish here so um makes you wonder how it would have been if i'd done this a few years later yeah i think yeah they'd have probably been a bit more confident in what they was doing i suspect yeah it was yeah. just basically yep let's get a group of actors in and let's do the do it as a play still yeah. still was that sort of attitude um but no, I mean, yeah, I mean that that again was just a a, a minor, oh, very minor thing. Sort of went, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I can't better just not bothering. With yeah, that. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, of, rather rather than rather than it being yeah, just use some wolf um, noises something or something, that, you know. Yeah. Um, now, of course, the other the other big name um, in the cast, or well, there's other two other big names actually, but the, one of the others is Eleanor Bron, um, is Eliana De Santos, who. Sort of like, or takes a shine to the Doctor, or, yes. it, or it seems to be more of the, the of their werewolf code, doesn't it? If you're gonna, it's sort of like you know, if you're sort of gonna be defending, you you almost start there, you become the werewolf's mate, as as it were. Yes. Um, which the Doctor, as you say, that's what the, you know, Tuller was teasing the Doctor about. But um, again, I, I thought 
she's got such a recognisable voice in LeBron. I thought, I don't know if you twigged at all, Paul, but you know, I sort of twigged it was her straight away. And I thought she was really good. Yes, actually. I, I mean, mean, I have to say, I have to say, I mean, there wasn't actually, and I think, it, yeah, the cast, I think, re- worked well for for all the roles. Oh God, yeah. There wasn't a. There wasn't a you know particularly for all oh, that doesn't quite. I mean, like I said, the only thing I the only thing I'd pick out was the was the was the werewolf noises. Yeah, but the actual um, performing of the of the parts was yeah was excellent. Yeah, and of course the other big name of, of you know actor playing the character of Doctor Hayashi, Burt Quelk. Yes. Or Quok, however you pronounce it. Uh, again, another instantly recognisable voice. Um, yes. But again, he's, I think it's... Obviously, we think of him as, as you know, Kato from, from the Pink Panther films, but he's played a lot of serious roles in his time, oh, but yeah. Quok, right. hasn't he? You know, I mean, he's been in he Bond, was, two Bond movies, for Christ's sake. You know, so. Yeah, he, was, he's, he has been the go-to actor for that sort of character. Yeah. For... Longer than we've been alive. Yes, I know. I know. It's precisely. Um, so again, do you think his character was another one you could have easily done without, though? Because he, he just explain it. He's travelling with Iliad de Santos's sort of entourage. Again, it's ar- yes. ar- aristocracy and all that, and he's trying to find. Well, basically, he's sort of like trying to cure Iliad de Santos's son Victor of of being a werewolf. But it's not all. He's, he's not all he seems, is he, Doctor Ayashi? No. Well, he he's trying to um, help stabilize him. Yeah. And get him back to normal werewolf uh, equilibrium. Mm. But yeah, actually, you find he's actually doing a lot more than that. Yeah, precisely. Which the Doctor rumbles he's, fairly fairly early, doesn't he? There, there, there's a question of. Double and even treble cross by him. Yes. In terms of all the work, which actually was, I think, was quite good. I mean, and I think actually, yeah, the idea of, I do think he works because he's obviously the fact that her son's ill then has a doctor. Mm. Then obviously that's why instantly the doctor's welcomed into the the group. Yes. Yes. So, and then the fact that actually he's of dubious motives himself sort of yeah just adds another layer which I thought actually made a quite enjoyable layer to it and actually you're then sort of thinking part of you is almost not quite sure what is the story here Mm. is the story Peter Stuber and um, the Santos their relationship or is it the son yeah so I thought yeah I thought that actually worked quite well because you didn't quite know where the story was going or what actually the res- you know why the story was mm, going yeah 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 so uh, where, where, you know, where's it where's it and, and there, were, there were quite a few sort of plot strains in here which, which I think this is what made it what made it interesting it wasn't a a straightforward werewolf story was it there there was an awful lot going no. on um and also even sort of like Iliana de Santos's um, entourage, she couldn't really trust them either because Peter Stuber had that hold over all of them, didn't he? Yeah. Because of that, 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 that mind control really, you thing. Know, and, and they was really effectively social climb, looking to social climb. 
Oh god, yeah, yeah. Um, so no, I thought yeah, I, yeah. There there was there was lots of interesting little conversations that was going on, and you weren't quite sure were they going to become the main plot or or what. So no, that's what I quite liked, and I think that's what kept me wanting to listen to what was the next episode because. It wasn't, you know, you couldn't quite, you didn't have any idea to guess where this was really going. And I certainly didn't see where it was ending. No. <laughs> oh, dear. Now, do you know what? I, I mean, I'd, I'd be quite, just to leave our re- review discussion, whatever you want to call it, there, really, because yeah. um, I think if we go any further, we'll, we'll just start nitpicking. And and I don't yeah. want to do that because I, 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 I genuinely enjoyed listening to this story. I really did, and yeah, I pro- yeah, I probably have more than I wanted to as well, actually, already. So yeah, 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 I to- yeah to- totally enjoyed that. I was literally listened to it as quickly as I could once I started, and that, and that, I think that's a sign of a good story. Yeah, it's the, it's, it's the, the the audio equivalent of the book you can't put down. Yeah. So... I, I, I must admit, I was I wasn't expecting much from this because it really was a no. quick. Right, let, let's do a quick, big finish story bef- before the centenary. Oh, let's do Luke Guru, and and it, I've, yeah. I've been sort of very, very pleasantly surprised. Yes, really. So maybe, maybe we should do that in future, Paul. Not put too much thought into it. Just think, right? Okay, well, next, next one's going to be a yeah. a sixth Doctor or seventh Doctor, or eighth Doctor, or whatever, and just go. Oh, we'll do that one, and that's it. And just off the cuff, you put all the names in a hat. Yeah, just pick them. Just pick one out. So randomly. Yeah, good idea, good idea. So, uh, so anyway, that wraps up this um, this little discussion. So, when Paul and I return, we'll definitely be talking about the power of the Doctor. We just don't know when that's going to be. It could be after the sixteenth no. of October. It could be after the twenty third of October. <laughs> it could be after Christmas. It could be. Who know. knows? <laughs> um, but I think um, also we'll, we'll get Scott involved somehow as well on, on that podcast. He, he'll have definitely have something to say um about that so but i mean if it's uh it it, it does depend on when it is aired whether paul will, will be on that review episode or not because if it's the 16th you will definitely wait all that week if it's the 23rd you'll be back a couple of days after so we'll, we'll recall then yeah. so we'll um we'll play it by air but but hook or by crook we will have a podcast there about the power of the doctor <laughs> yes oh it's the uncertainty paul it's the uncertainty i don't like it Sorry. It is. Yes. I like. I like. I like hard facts. What I like. There, oh dear. I don't like this. I don't. This wish wishy washy grey. Will will they? Won't they? Air it on the sixteenth. For God's sake, BBC, just tell us. Yes. Uh, by the time which, this, which, this say, by the time comes out, it probably would have done. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Oh well, so there we are. So there we are. We'll, we'll just, we'll, I think we'll just leave it there before we sort of waffle on any more about the air date because, as I said, by the time this goes out, we'll, we'll, everyone will know what the air date is. <laughs> by, the, by the time we stop recording, we might actually. Open <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's probably been as we've been recording now. We could have probably been announced on Twitter. <laughs> yes. Confirmed time and everything, but all we do now it's an hour and a half. That's that's what we do now. It's it's an hour and a half long, so it's. Uh, it's finally, Paul, it is actually going to be feature length. Yes. Which is, uh, but uh, and I know there's a lot of people out there not looking forward to it because they're saying that's with the usual Chibnall stuff and they can't wait to see the back of Jodie Whittaker, which I think, well, you're watching it all for all the wrong reasons then, aren't you? If you're Doc yes. 2 fans, watch it because you enjoy it. 
And that should oh, be the end of it. Watch any program because you enjoy it. Exactly. If you're watching a program just to moan that it's not as good as you wanted it to be, then hmm. you're a Doctor Who fan. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or Star Trek fan, or a Star Wars fan, or Lord of the Rings fan now as well, Paul, it seems. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So, yeah, let's leave it there. Let's leave it there. So, until next time, then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. for listening if you don't want to miss the show please don't forget to subscribe to us on apple podcasts and if you get time please also give us a review you can also listen to our podcast via our website which you can find at www.whos-he-podcast.co.uk and you can also listen to us on spotify google podcasts amazon music player fm and tune in if you'd like to leave us some feedback about the show please visit us on our twitter account which is who's underscore he underscore podcast. And can also find us on Facebook, just looking up the Who's He Podcast Facebook group. 